Good morning and welcome to Robin's Crimeaholics podcast. Today we are going to cover a, a local murder of a classmate that I went to school with. And my guest today is her mom's friend, Robert. Hi, Robert. How are you today? Hi, Robin. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Me too. So um, today we're going to uh, cover the murder of Tara. Um, so we'll start back when she was younger and then lead up to the murder. So I guess I met Tara like in second grade. Her mom was our brownie leader. So we were at the house on Cooper Street, um, the room above the garage and we had the meetings there we had sleepovers and it was a fun childhood and then later on in school like we were in high school we did sports together and then i guess it was like around eighth or ninth grade we went different directions and started hanging out with different crowds so, Bob, how old was Tara like when you became her mom's friend? Hey, when I when I met her mother, Tara was in seventh grade, and um, uh, she was she seemed like a like your average seventh grade child growing up. She was athletic, smart, beautiful girl. She got she got very good grades in school, from what I remember. Yeah, she was an honor uh, she, roll. She, yeah, so as you would know, as her classmate, she was smart. She was talented. I know, I think she was a member of the choir, had a great singing voice. And, and she was in she cheerleading. Played, she was a cheerleader. She played softball younger. So she was she was an all-around uh, good, you know, active young person. So then when we were in high school, um, me and her, like, started hanging around different crowds but of course we still knew each other seen each other in hallways we still did sports together so then after high school did she get married like right after high school yes um from what i remember she she got married at a very young age i mean i i mean i call it a young age but uh, she was 19 when she first got married. Yes. Yeah, and she married her high school sweetheart. She did. And she had two kids. And then she became a nurse, right? Yep, she was going to school. She got when she she was married young, but she was still going to school and she did. She was going to school to become a nurse. So then um and again, this is our opinions of what happened. Uh, you know, we've drawn our own conclusions and we're just here today to discuss um, what we think happened. So when was it that um, people started noticing that she wasn't behaving the way she was? Yeah, from, you know, it was quite a few years ago, but from what I recall, um, you know, when she got out into the working field as a nurse, um, which would have been in her 
early 20s, um, early to mid 20s. Um, you know, nurses, they work long hours. Sometimes they have to work doubles or until you know, they, they can never leave the hospital shorthanded. And, you know, a lot of stress on the medical field, as we all know. And um, with going along with, you know, working extra shifts and staying on until someone could was there to replace you. You know, sometimes uh, people have to do things to keep themselves awake. Um, that's kind of what I remember what happened. Like, you know, so in her mid, you know, in her mid 20s, I recall um, hearing, you know, stories again, uh, opinion of using something, using a substance to help keep you going so you can uh, stay awake to do your job. Yeah, so not only was she working these crazy hours, when she went home, she had a husband and kids to take care of. Yeah, her, her day didn't end. She had, you know, kids and a husband and, you know. And you have to keep up with that education. You're continuing education credits. Like, it's it's very stressful. Well, extremely stressful. And you, you just, that's why... Things happen to people because of life, you know, the stresses of life. Right. So after that, like, you know, after people assumed or found out that she was using, let's say, extracurricular items, um, is that when, you know, like her marriage was getting rocky or they separated yeah i mean you know as you get involved in these things um you know she spent less time with her husband and less time at home because she would always be out you know more or less partying and um just time away from home and people grow apart and yeah and really lacked some of her responsibilities at home by not being there. So, you know, I've had uh, that around me in my own life, not me, but around me. And when that happens, it really turns the person into someone they weren't, someone you don't know. Um, They start making piss poor decisions. And, you know, that's the nasty side of it. And drugs don't discriminate. I mean, doesn't matter who you are and where you come from. Once you're hooked, you're hooked. And you start doing things just to get your next high. So after that happened, I guess that's when she met her second husband. Yeah, well, when she got a, when she got divorced from her um she got divorced from her first husband and, you know, being out, I, I, I believe her husband or her second marriage was, um, I, I believe that he was a part of the medical field too. So they had the same kind of background and they were involved with the same crowds of people and doing the same shifts from what I remember again, a long time ago. Yeah, and again, this is our opinions. So, I'm not sure, like, what 
led to her being in Camden that day. But I was able to pull some uh, documents from online. And I have the state's theory of what they think happened that day. So their theory was that there was, um, that Tara was with uh, a friend and they agreed to pick up his friend or his cousin. They agreed to pick up two guys and the one was insisting that Tara's friend who was in the passenger seat owed him money. And that guy was insisting, no, you're wrong. You owe me money. So I'm going to read a little bit of what they think the theory is. Again, this is an opinion and this is the theory. So they're saying that the two guys conspired to rob and kill two people. Uh, so first they went to her friend's house in Trenton to burglarize his home. And the girlfriend uh, that lived there said that he wasn't there. He wasn't home and didn't let them in. So they ended up calling him and asking where he was. And so he agreed that he would pick them up from, I think it was like the train or the bus station. So they did pick them up. So it was Tara and her friend in the front of the car. And those two guys got in the back. And it says that, Tara dropped all three of them off while she went to do something. So by the time she picked the three of them up, they had a heated argument about who owes who money. So when all four of them get back in the car, the one in the back was still insisting that Tara's friend owed him money and he wouldn't give him any money. So he pulled out a gun and shot the passenger. And then Tara was still driving the car. The car was still moving. And she turned around and said, what the hell? And then they shot her. So after this happens, they get out of the car and they pull the passenger out and go through his pockets because they're insisting that they're going to get the money that is owed to them. And for some odd reason, which it doesn't say why, doesn't give their theory, but they shot Tara again. And then they left the scene and... The car was still moving and crashed into another vehicle. And that's why the police came out and found that. Is that what you sort of heard happen? Yeah, I mean, the, the state's theory, you know, as, as you just talked about, you know, that was what was reported to family members. And um, that's, that's, how we, that's how we come to know it. I mean, there's nothing I really have to add to that. It's just a shame that, you know, 
an argument led to such a, you know, disaster and the destruction of lives. Yeah, like I just, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I don't care what amount of money it is. Is it really worth taking two people out of this world? So they caught the one guy, you know, rather quick. And then it took them a couple more days to find the other guy. So... Do you remember where they turned in? Did somebody say who it was? Was there cameras? Like, how did they know who the two guys were? And even that the fact that there was two guys? Yeah, from, I mean, the detectives on the case, from what I remember, um, you know, being around the family at that time, the detectives were really hot on the case. And, um, there were some, I think there were some cameras that were on the street that they got some, I don't remember the exact details, but I, I think that was part of it. And I actually think some uh, DNA and at the crime scene, their fingerprints or something was left at the crime scene that led them to these, um, these two. Yeah, I do think I read somewhere that their fingerprints were in the car. So it was Tara's car, and she was the driver, and it was her friend in the passenger seat who she often drove for. Um, it says in the papers that I found that he was blind in one eye, so she often, you know, drove him around. Yeah, I, got, I believe she was just yeah, helping him out on his daily routines some, you know, many times, and obviously this time was not not a good outcome. So it also says that, uh, you know, one of the girls uh, they were dating, that, you know, it was confessed to her, and, you know, of course she was threatened, her kids was threatened, so she didn't say anything, and then it says you know, later on that she did and she had to be like relocated. Like this is no joke. Like this is serious, but I wanted to get into how when they finally got the two of them and charged them, like I know one had like 17 different counts like burglary and murder and like you know just going on and on but they the jury only charged them i think with like two counts right they did they they were only um found guilty on a few of the charges and obviously not all the charges stuck as uh the jury acquitted them on some of the more severe charges. Yeah, so I know the one only got like eight years. Like two people lost their life that day and one got eight years and I think the other one got less than that. Yes, from, from what I remember, I, I think that's a very accurate statement. Uh, one One got a lot less time and then the other. Well, one apparently testified against the other, and that's why he even had less time. Right. A lot of times in the court of law, you know, the person that testifies against the other gives a reduced sentence. 
Yeah, so like, I just think that it is so unfair that two people lost their life and... I mean, between the two of them, I want to say added together, they got less than 20 years. Yeah, it's um, such a sad, sad uh, outcome for people that, like you said, two people that lost their lives and really no one paid the price for it. And so, you know, whatever the reason that the jury came up with this decision, I mean, Sometimes it feels like our system, you know, is broken. Yeah, it definitely failed her. I mean, she had two kids that now don't have a mother. Right. I mean, I don't know anything about the passenger. He he may have kids too. But, like, she had two kids that they were still, what, in high school? One in high school, one in junior high, or? Yes, yes, they they were still, they were still in school. And, you know, they became motherless at at a young age and you know their world forever changed yeah all over somebody owed somebody money and tara wasn't even involved she wasn't you know she didn't know anyone money she was just driving someone i guess doing a favor for him taking him where he had to go because he couldn't drive and she ends up a a victim in it yeah talking about just like I've always said this to people, being at the wrong place at the wrong time, it's just, mm, it, it, is. it is. You never know. And like, you know, people will draw their own conclusions and, you know, rumors go around that, you know, she was there to, to pick up drugs or whatever. But no matter why she was there, no matter why her friend, uh, you know, acquaintance, whoever was in the car, neither one of them deserved to die. And someone clearly shot them and they deserve, you know, more than 12 years. I mean, that's just insane. Her kids are damaged for the rest of her life. She'll never meet her grandkids. Like, I I just think it's just so unreal that, you know, People basically get away with murder. Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, I think we hear about stuff like this in the news all the time. Yeah, and it had to have a big toll on her mom. I mean, like, oh, uh, yeah, should her mom never. Was, her mom was never the same. Yeah, you, know, you should a, never have a, to bury a child. Being a friend of the family, that's just something. That's the worst thing that a person could ever go through is the death of a child, no matter what their age is. And how long did these court proceedings go on? Yeah, um, from what I remember, the trial was probably a couple months. I mean, I remember her mother going every day to, to the court and uh, sitting there and you know listening to testimony for week after week after week, and um, it would it would you know it was a it was definitely a mental. Um, took its men- a mental toll on on any family member that would sit there and listen to that. Yeah, and then to relive it, I mean, like, you were told, you know, one side of a story, 
and now you have to relive it and you're hearing all these other things and a lot of times like they show crime scene photos like that has to be a, the worst thing to go through yeah it was it was extremely graphic i remember hearing you know a mother come home and share stories of her day at listening to these court proceedings and it was just just awful an awful experience to have to go through and then for that outcome, I mean, that has to be just awful that, you know, the parents lost their adult child and you just had to relive this. And, you know, you're there every day hoping and praying that there's some kind of justice. I don't feel as though there was any justice for either one of them who died. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the verdict definitely... Um, just sat so poorly with the family and they were, they were devastated and it was hard to move forward for many, many months. Just, just to think of our system in this country, you know, it just, it didn't seem like justice was served like it's supposed to be. Yeah. And they say that we have one of the best, uh, you know, systems in the world and, the more I do these podcasts and the more I get into these crimes, the more I don't feel that's true. Like, how is 12 years justice for for two murders? Right. Yeah, our system, our system seems to be, uh, it has its flaws, obviously. And I think, I, I don't know if, I hate to badmouth our great country, but yeah, we have our flaws in our court system for sure. Yeah, because looking through the papers, um, it seems like the two of them were only charged uh, with burglary. Like nobody was found guilty of murder in any kind of degree. I mean, it was burglary. Right. From, you know, from what I remember about the case, um, the jury thought they were guilty of the burglary, which I guess the prosecution presented enough evidence to have the jury come back and say, yes, they were guilty of the burglary. But but what did they steal? What was burglary? <laughs> they stole life. I mean, does that count? Yeah, I, I, I wish I know. Yeah, because and, I don't even see anything that was burglarized. I mean, she left them in a car, so it's not like that. So I don't even see any anything that was burglarized. Yeah, I don't remember anything being taken, but maybe when they went to the guy's house, uh, her friend's house, yeah, said that she didn't let them in. So I don't even know where yeah, that, I know. that comes is, in. That is weird. So, but that was the state's theory. She didn't let them in. But so, what did they take if she yeah. didn't get in? Yeah, that is. I never even really realized that until you just brought that up. Like that's that's weird. They both got charged with like burglary and hindering apprehension. But okay. that that was it. And then I guess the jury felt like the prosecution did not present enough evidence to find them guilty without, with a, without a, you know, without a doubt. And it looked like they 
you know, both had rap sheets. It wasn't like this was the first illegal thing that they were involved in. It's just, I don't know, it's just unjust that there was so little punishment for two people who lost their life, two kids that no longer had a mom, you know, missing out on proms and graduations and grandchildren. I mean, it's just, it's just sad because Tara passed, was a couple months before her 40th birthday? Uh, it was, it was yeah, like three months before she was to turn 40. That is correct. Yeah, because it was in November that she was murdered, and then she would have been 40 in February. Right. She's a February, she had a February birthday. And I think um, her passenger was even younger than her. I think he was 37 at the time. Wow. Yep, two young lives destroyed in their prime. And I guess for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. And, you know... They were and then two people walking the streets that committed this heinous crime and not not just punishment. That's what it that's what it certainly feels like that. Yeah, I just I can't get over the fact of the little bit of time that they were sentenced to. I mean, maybe it was the state that didn't have enough evidence. Um but, you know, the jury acquitted them of murder and, you know, they can't be tried again. No, no. It's just so, so unfair that, you know, two lives were taken that day that affected many more than the two, their families, their children. And that's all that was dished out. Yeah, I know the prosecution, um, they were... They were shocked when the when the verdict came back. I remember them saying to Tara's mother that they felt like they really had a strong case. You know, that before the case started, they were extremely confident. I mean, I do remember that. I remember them telling the family, we are very confident in our case and we should have the outcome that we're looking for. And it just didn't go their way. Um so, I mean, the lesson, one lesson learned there is you can, you know, you can go to court for anything you want. You just never know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. I mean, and you never know if the jury was threatened. Like, you just don't know these things and, you know, why they came back with that verdict. But, you know, no matter what happened, I still think that there was barely any justice. Well, actually none. I mean, it was two people and it, it was less yeah, than I mean, 20 two years combined. Murder. That's, that's a hundred percent fact. Two people were murdered and whoever did it is walking around out on the street free. Yeah. And there's just no doubt about that. Yep. And they still have no life. One was ever, no one was ever convicted of that crime. Yeah, they still have life. Meanwhile, two other people lost their life. Right. Two uh, people walking free while two others lost their life. It it's it's really sad. And especially for, you know, the ones that she left behind. Oh yeah. 
Yep, for sure. You know, she left a husband behind, children. Yeah, because she was uh, remarried. Her mother, at that her time. father, yes. Yeah. And I, I just can't imagine, as a mother myself, going through that and then having such a, a, a lame punishment handed out to somebody. Yeah, I mean, be grateful you don't ever go through that because, you know, being a friend of the family, I mean, it was just a devastating time to lose a child. No matter what their age is, whether yeah. they're an adult child or... And no matter what the matter. circumstances are. I right, mean, and it doesn't matter. Sir, yes, Tara did some bad things. She was, you know, involved with with drugs and... um but no one deserves to lose their lives because they have an addiction. Like that's. But I 100% agree with you. And no matter why she was there, there was absolutely no reason for her and her passenger to be murdered. And I, I can't for the life of me even process how nobody was charged with any kind of murder and how two people were involved in the murder and between the two of them, there was less than 20 years handed out. Yeah. And then they only have to serve a percentage of that. So she passed away on 11, 11, 11. I'm going to assume everybody's free and on the streets now. Right. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Yep. You know, whoever, and, whoever did this, they're walking around with freedom. Yeah, and it, it was a, a permanent solution to a temporary problem. I mean, if her passenger owed you money, well, you know, that's your beef with her passenger. Why did she need to die? You know, she didn't owe them money. She wasn't involved in it. She, again, she was at the wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Did she die because she was a witness? This, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but yeah, like, and she got she was shot. A witness, so she, you know, that could have been the reason. And she got shot twice. But yeah. well, why? You know what I mean? She she wasn't even involved in it. Your beef wasn't with her; it was with her passenger. Right. But I I don't think that there was any justice served. You know, her I I feel for her family, her children. But you know. When it's all said and done, I, I guess you just got to put one foot in front of the other and keep moving because there's really nothing you can do. Yeah, well, unfortunately, something like this is out of our control. And as I tell people, as I go through my daily days, one day at a time, yeah. I mean, what else can you do? Yeah, and sometimes it's one minute at a time. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I've, I've said I've said one hour at a time. I've never used one minute, but yes, Robin, you're right. Yeah. I Sometimes mean, it is one minute at a time. It's it's really sad. Like you know, I've been uh, part of the. Uh, there's been drug addiction in my family. And yeah, I think all families have been touched by drug addiction. It's you, you can't get away from it. No, no matter doesn't what, matter what life you come from. Yep, who you are what you've done, whether you're good, you're bad, you're intelligent, you're not, it, it does not discriminate. Yeah, there's no escaping that, unfortunately, in this country, the drug addiction. 
And I think because it happened in Camden, people try and make their own assumptions. But I don't know. I seem to think Camden is obviously overrun with drugs and crimes. I don't think that maybe it would have been different in another county. You you just don't know. Right. It's... It's, I guess it's it's an un it's a question that'll never it'll go unanswered forever. Yeah. So Robert, I want to thank you for your time today and uh, being a guest on the podcast. Um, I enjoyed having you on today, and I want to thank you for everything you've done. And you can stay tuned for the next podcast on Robin's Crimeaholics podcast. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook if you have any questions or suggestions. And until next time.